Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern-day believers live out the teachings of the first century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. In Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, Dr. Bernard answers your questions about what the Bible teaches and how those teachings apply to everyday life. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast. Some Christian groups, I'm thinking primarily of the Roman Catholic Church, but there's others, have accepted as canonical or semi-canonical several Jewish writings that date from about 200 B.C. to 30 B.C., and then there's one from about A.D. 100. And these writings are commonly referred to as the Apocrypha. Fourteen of these writings actually appeared in the original King James Version. So can you tell us today, what is the Apocrypha and why isn't it included in our modern Bible? Because if you go to a Bible bookstore today and you buy a Bible or buy one from the Pentecostal Publishing House, the Apocrypha probably won't be in it. Are apostolics missing part of God's word? No, we don't need the Apocrypha as scripture, certainly. Uh, And I will say for an extended discussion, I have a book called God's Infallible Word, and it explains why we believe the 66 books of the Bible are supposed to be there. The, the term for that is the canon. So those are the canonical books. And then it explains why these other books, which are called the Apocrypha, why they aren't uh, considered part of the Bible. So let me give you the reasons why. And I will say, if you want to do historical study, um, they could be helpful reading for some things. What did people believe in those ancient times? There are some historical uh, books, uh, the Maccabees, which give you historical information about the intertestamental times. So I'm not saying they have no value. They can have some value, but they should not be treated as scripture. Here's the reasons why. First of all, these would be under the Old Testament times before the coming of Christ. Uh, they would be the old covenant. Well, God gave the old covenant to the Jews, to the people of Israel. Paul explains in Romans 3, for example, that The oracles of God were given to the nation of Israel. Well, the Jews and the people of Israel never accepted the books of the Apocrypha Scripture. So they were written in that time or concerning that time, and the people of God of that time never accepted them. So that's the first reason that we shouldn't accept them. The second reason is Jesus and the apostles never quoted from the Apocrypha in any way that would indicate it would be scriptural. So uh, Jesus, the apostles, and the other writers of the New Testament quoted to, quoted from or alluded to almost all the Hebrew books of the Old Testament as scripture. So they recognize our Old Testament as the word of God. They never, there could be some allusions historically, but they never recognize the books of the Apocrypha or quoted from the books of the Apocrypha as scripture. So that's the second reason. The third reason is the early church never accepted these books. Now, there were some temporary, local, individual acceptance, but by and large, um, the early Christians as a whole, again, even after the apostles, didn't quote them or refer to them as scripture. And then fourth, these books typically have some doctrinal statements that don't match up to the rest of the Bible, such as prayers for the dead or the concept of salvation by works or do good works to earn favors with God or earn forgiveness. Uh, 
So when you have revealed truth of our existing Old Testament and New Testament, and then you have books that contradict that, well, then you know they, they can't be scriptural because they don't match up with what is true. Now, the books of the Apocrypha, some of them were included in ancient manuscripts and ancient compilations of scripture. But that's a complicated discussion because just because a book was included in a compilation doesn't mean it was necessarily treated as the same as scripture. Just like we might have a Bible with study aids or a concordance or, um, you know, sometimes we might have various discussions written by someone and they're inserted in our Bible, but they're not scripture. And we know they're not. Uh, so this really became an issue at the time of the Protestant Reformation. So when Martin Luther started the Protestant Reformation in 1517, he began to preach justification by faith, not works. He came against many of the doctrines of the medieval Roman Catholic Church and said, well, they're not found in Scripture, so we shouldn't believe them. Well, in response, some of the Catholics looked to some of the apocryphal books. Well, we can find some teachings in these books. And so then the Protestants said, well, they're not Scripture. And so the reason why people would want to make them scripture is often motivated by polemics, uh, more uh, trying to find more support for Catholic doctrines as opposed to Protestant doctrines. So that's not a sufficient justification to try to add them into the word of God at this point. And, and so that's why there's this d debate of, of the Catholic versus Protestant. So the Catholics accept them, but the Protestants do not. So we would agree with the ancient Jews, with Jesus and the apostles and the historic Protestant church that the apocrypha should, should not be considered to be the Bible or the word of God or scripture. They could be used for study. They could be helpful in studying some aspects of ancient history or doctrinal beliefs, uh, what people of that time thought. And so uh, in writing my doctoral thesis, I sometimes had occasion, just like I would quote from other Jewish writers, such as Philo or Josephus, I might quote from some of the apocryphal books to show what, uh, what were some typical Jewish ideas and beliefs of that time in a historical context. But certainly, uh, we should not consider the apocrypha to be the word of God. Now, there are other books in a similar category uh, that different people think are lost books of the New Testament. And while those aren't this technical group, the, the Apocrypha, much the same comments would apply. So if you see someone claiming these are the lost books of the Bible or these are extra books, here's another gospel, here's another Acts, um, the same problems apply. Uh, they weren't written or by the apostles or the associates of the apostles. They were never accepted by the early church, any acceptance would have been simply local, temporary, or, or exceptional. Uh, they typically have uh, false doctrines or teachings that, are, that contradict what we already know is the New Testament. And so again, while they may have some value for historical study, none of those other books should be considered part of the New Testament or the Bible. Thank you for listening to this episode of Apostolic Life in the 21st Century. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. We also appreciate it when you share apostolic life in the 21st century with a friend or family member. Finally, join us again next time as we look at how the Bible applies to everyday life.